Welcome to the Encounter Jesus Podcast. Um, August 10th, um, Caleb will be presenting the council a rough draft of our website. So just please keep that in prayer, uh, in process. Uh, he's almost, he, he got the front end, back end, he's put it together. It's looking, looking almost done. So, and, uh, you know, then the, the council will give some insight with that. And then he'll meet with Amanda to fine tune things and for the final draft with that. So, uh, I, I know a lot of people have been asking about Sunday messages and those kind of things. So we're looking to uh, put some kind of sermon podcast on the website. So if you're not here or if you want to listen to it again, you just push on it and you can hear it. So, okay. Um, August 13th, uh, that will be next Sunday. I'll be preaching on Isaiah 11, 2 and 3. Real excited about that. The seven spirits, the expressions of God, uh, you know, and uh, August 13th as well, Jen, Jen and Brian will be leading us in communion time. So uh, we'll have communion next uh, 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 Sunday. And August 20th, my wife will be giving the word. So I'm real excited about that. So praise the Lord. Um, I know she has a word for her house, and I believe in that. So September 3rd, 10th, and 17th, I'll do be doing a three-part series on First Love Lifestyle. The message has already developed in my spirit, so that I feel like there's a release happening, uh, you know, that this month is going to prepare us for what that looks like. And I feel like there's going to be release of the Spirit of God with First Love Lifestyle in September. So I'm real excited about that. I feel a burning in my heart, you know, with that. And then October, the December vision has been approved by the council, so that's good to go. Uh, in October, we'll be actually meeting the first four Sundays of the month, okay? So that will be awesome. And, uh, you know, so that'll be the first, 8th, 15th, and 22nd. And then November, December, we'll, we'll continue to do the first three of those months. And October 1st as well, uh, I, I, I'll begin to preach on the life of Christ, okay? I actually saw a picture vision of a drone hovering over this subject, and uh, I felt the Lord wants us to stay in this place until he releases uh, what us to focus on next uh, is with that. So October 1st, the baptism of Jesus, right? Everyone say the baptism of Jesus. And we'll also be having a family meal Sunday as well that day. And remember that the Holy Spirit, if he puts some people in your heart, uh, family meal Sundays are a great way to invite people that don't have a community or you haven't seen them in a while uh, or don't know Jesus. You know, it's a great way to invite people to connect and stay for a meal. And I mean, you can do that, you know, also through the week as well. But uh, just uh, we'll do that in September as well. But that's a great. uh, And I heard also lots of reports uh, in the last, I don't know, six weeks of people connecting and spending time together and doing activities. Good job. And, uh, you know, that, I think that's great of what that looks like. And so a good question to ask in this season, Holy Spirit, who should I reach out and connect with? And let the Lord begin to highlight that, you know, and everyone's done a fantastic job with that, but we'll continue to connect and do that. So, and that could be someone in the EJ family or someone that doesn't come to encounter Jesus, you know, in, in that ballpark. October 8th is the Temptations of Jesus, and Slater's uh, Dave and Jane will be leading communion that day. And then August 15th, uh, Jen will be preaching. She, she has a word uh, for us, and uh, I, I believe that God will re- is going to release some you know, fiery women, right? And they're going to release a word for us, things that we need to hear in this season. And I'm really, I'm going to be with a notepad and taking notes and receiving, and uh, because I, I believe that there's something that are brewing in both of uh, their hearts. Uh, with that. And then uh, October 22nd, Jesus speaks to Nicodemus. I'll be releasing that word. And a little foresight, December 17th, right? Dave will be giving the Christmas story. And as well as Akka, 
Is she in here? Where's that guy? Oh, right there. You blend it in. She's going to be working on a drawing of the Christmas story, and it's going to kind of uh, pair together, and she'll share that, and Dave will give the Christmas story uh, message that morning. We'll celebrate Christmas together, the birth of Jesus, and uh, that arena. So, um, yeah, amen. How many like vision? The Holy Spirit is releasing a hope and creativity in the future so we can move in a greater depth of faith in the moment. It's layering, and God is opening this up and measures for us to step into in this season. That excites me. Also, the council is praying and processing and discussing the vision for 2024. So just keep us in prayer. We want to be in step with the Lord and uh, how that looks for 2024. So, and obviously I'll be giving updates with that soon. All right, in addition, I've noticed the last few prayer meetings we've had a lot at, at, at here, uh, there's been a lot of government come up in prayer, local, state, federal, even Dennis sang a song about it, right? July 6th, yes, yes, no, no. And so uh, obviously we end election year. We prayed about this morning as well, some government prayers, uh, you know, uh, you know, how to keep our country in prayer in this season and to vote biblically. Um, and uh, we all have a responsibility in that. And uh, the Spirit of God is highlighting that. And it's good to flow in that place. And uh, so keep our local, state, and federal government uh, in prayer. August 8th is obviously in this region. Go vote biblically, right? So I want to encourage you with that. All right. <clears throat> Amen, right? Does that make sense? Clarity? All right. So um, two a few more testimonies I want to share here before I get into my message here. I'm going to be preaching out Ephesians 1, 3 through 14 today, NIV, a version about the spiritual blessings in Christ. And I'm going to be releasing that in a second. But there's two testimonies. There's some testimonies I want to share. How many like testimonies? I love testimony because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, right? And uh, so uh, Zion last week, Pastor Jim shared about uh, they had someone fly in at their healing rooms. They had, I think it was cancer in the back, if I remember correctly. And uh, they just got a report that it's gone. Isn't that awesome? Praise the Lord. I think they had also a testimony, the same person or another person, same person that had a tumor in, in the mind, but it was shrinking and it's a lot smaller than it was. So we praise God for that report. Amen. I, I've, I've been soaking in Greater Things Conference this week and uh, what a move of the Holy Spirit's happening with Global Awakening right now. My goodness. And uh, I just want to my hand, I went through two pens, <laughs> my third pen, because what God's doing. I feel like I had to sit down because I'm overwhelmed with vision and I'm overwhelmed with the heart of God, what he's doing in the world. How many know it's good to be in tune with what God's doing, not what he's not doing? Don't listen to 10 Spies Network, right? Listen to the report of the Lord. Okay. I feel a little bold spirit today. Is that okay? I see a lion in here roaring with fire, right? And he's going to burn things up that are not of him. Amen, right? Okay, let me find my spot here. These testimonies. Uh, dig. How, many good, how many know it's good to have uh, prayer journals, right? I love prayer journals, write things down, and, or there's dreams you have, this and that. Uh, Joanne Moody uh, was sharing at session three, and she just rocked my world with some of the things that God's doing through her and her ministry. She was radically healed. I'll, I'm going to share some testimony of that soon, uh, you know, but she said she was at a meeting. And there's 125 people got healed out of 350 people in this meeting, which that's pretty good. And, uh, you know, they, she, she had tumors dissolved, neuropathy uh, was completely healed, 90% uh, four-stage cancer was healed, a uh, lady forgave her ex-husband, and in that process, it was a creative miracle with the liver, it was completely restored, the scan read no damage. And what she was saying is that the Holy Spirit was coming in a sovereign way and healing people outside of ministry time. 
because we don't heal, he does. And I just want to loosen that right now and the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not about our performance. It's about him. And Father, I welcome into this region creative miracles. I welcome people to be sovereignly healed because of the presence of Jesus shows up. Thank you, Jesus, for that. All right, here's some more testimonies. Um, they were uh, Randy Clark, um, and he's from Global Awakening. Uh, they haven't had any ALS healed yet. Eight months ago, uh, you know, um, they had their first ALS case healed, documented. That's powerful. So Joanne Moody, Joanne Moody went after this, and this is what she said. This, this lady walked into her meeting with four machines that were, were on wheels, and she was on a walker. She has not been able to uh, eat for two years. She is on a feeding tube. Her kidneys didn't work. She spent all her money on doctors, and she was about to die. And uh, she, the Holy Spirit came in and, and just knocked her to the ground. She laid there for 20 minutes. And, uh, you know, right after she got up, um, she was completely healed. The next day, she drank four cups of coffee, ate breakfast, and everything internally is working. Only God can do that. That's powerful. I love testimonies. They had a guy, a medical doctor, who's worked in the medical field. His, his back got healed. So he started bringing portable x-ray machines to their meetings. Do they have those? I haven't even heard of that. So, so amen to that, right? Uh, then so had some other meetings, uh, you know, they had, uh, she talked about the mute started to speak and uh, this person got out of their wheelchair and hadn't walked for years and she would her wheelchair out of the meeting. So, and these people are coming to know Jesus. How many know when you get healed, you come to Jesus, right? And their salvation's happening because of people getting healed and, and releasing in that place. And then also she re released a word on the eyes of the Lord. I've been hearing the eyes of eyes in so many everywhere. And, you know, ever since July 2nd, when the Lord came in such a strong way, and as our eyes are focused on Him, more attentive, He's hearing what we're praying, and He's releasing that in our atmosphere. It's creating a stirring in the power of the Holy Ghost to release us to have a hope and creativity that's divine, so we can move in a place of greater faith in the presence, which was, the, which was Apostle Paul's prayer in Ephesians 1, right? And we talked about that some in July, okay? Amen, right? So today, I want to just do, uh, I'm in Ephesians a lot, right? Say amen. And this is just a quick review on just the context of that. But let me pray here. Just, I just want to release that. So Father God, I thank you, and I release healing in this room. You don't have to wait on anyone to pray over you. I just release the healing blood of Jesus Christ, Isaiah 53, 4, 1 Peter 2, 24. Jesus is healer, Lord. And we thank you for what you have done on the cross, and we thank you for all the testimonies of what you're doing in the earth, Lord. Help us have ears and eyes to hear and see what you're doing and listen to your reports, Lord, in this season, Lord. And we give thanks for all that you're doing, Lord. And I pray the power of the Holy Spirit will just come and release what you want to release through me, Lord through the Word of God, and let the Word of God bring forth healing, Lord. I release physical healing and emotional healing right now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, just a quick review on the context of Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. Yay, say Jesus. Uh, Paul wrote this letter in about AD 60, right? Why, who's in a prison cell in Rome, and he sent it with Tychius as a circular letter that was to be read all churches, right? I'm just reviewing a little bit here. And the Passion Notes does a great job to, to explain the purpose of uh, this letter. So the Passion Translation notes here. So I know we read this a few times, but it's so good. Good job, Caleb. So, all right. So what an exciting letter Paul has written to us. 
Ephesians is full of life and its words reach higher in Christian thought than any letter in our New Testament. Full of living revelation. It simply drips with the anointing of the Holy Spirit where most of Paul's letters were addressed to the churches facing specific issues dealing with belief and practice. This isn't the case with Ephesians. There is more of a general theological reflective tone in this letter that is meant to ground the shape and challenge believers, mainly Gentile in their faith. So and I love in Ephesians 1, 3 through 14, it talks about this letter by focusing on the valley. We prayed about this this morning, prayer about the unity of Christ, especially as it pertains to our identity in Christ. How many know it's really good to renew our minds into the identity of Jesus Christ, what he thinks about us, what he says about us, because the world and other people try to put things on you that are not of, of, of the Lord. And, you know, I learned a lot of these identity truths in spiritual warfare. That's a really fun place to learn them, right? When you're getting, you know, kicked around a little bit, you know, um, I got knocked off my horse a few times, I think. So, and uh, where these truths go deep into our heart and it renews our mind in this place. And it's also important to remember in warfare, right, that, you know, that Satan is opposite of Michael, not God, right? Satan's no match for the Lord right? And uh, my prayer that these truths today will renew our minds uh, in Christ Jesus, okay? So verse 3, say amen if you're still with me. All right, don't be thinking about tacos right now, okay? Think about the word. No pink elephant, right? Okay. Praise be to the God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms for every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Graham Cook says this, it is impossible to be in Christ and not be blessed. That's a good word there. So God chose us before the creation of the world to be, world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Actually, I have 10 truths I'm going to pull out of this passage. This is the first truth. You can put it up. I am holy, blameless, and covered with God's love. Just release that. Say that. I am I'm holy, blameless, and covered with God's love. Verse 5, in love, he predestined for us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us and the one he loves. So God accepts us when we don't even deserve it. Isn't that a good God, right? Here's the second truth. We'll put it up there. I'm adopted as God's child, I am his son and daughter. I am his. Say that. I am adopted as God's child. I am his son, daughter, and I'm his. <laughs> Whatever gender you are, right? There's man and woman. Let's be clear, right? Amen. All right. Uh, verse 7. In him, in him, we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. Say lavished. Isn't that a beautiful word? And I got my NIV, uh, the Bible study notes here about this. It's really good as I was meditating on this passage. To speak of Jesus' blood was an important first century way of speaking of Christ's death. His death points us to two wonderful truths, redemption and forgiveness. Redemption was the price paid to gain freedom for a slave. Through his death, Jesus paid the price to release from slavery to sin. Forgiveness was granted in the Old Testament times on the basis of the shedding of Jesus' blood. He died as the perfect and final sacrifice. There's a bunch of scripture references there. But grace 
is God's voluntary and loving favor given to those he saves. We can't earn salvation, nor we deserve it. No religious, intellectual, or moral effort can gain it because it comes only from God's mercy and love. Without God's grace, no person can be saved. To receive it, we must acknowledge that we cannot save ourselves, that only God can save us, and that our only way to receive this loving favor is through faith in Christ. There's two truths in this uh, verse I want to... First one, my sins are taken away, and I'm forgiven and saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Go ahead and say that. My sins are taken away, I am forgiven and saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. Next truth out of this. Let's just do it together. I am redeemed, healed, and made holy through the blood of Jesus Christ. You're free from sin, right? There's a little, a little gap there, right? So you're free from sin, right? Let's see here. Okay, verse 9. So, with all wisdom and understanding, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. This is such a meaty passage here. To be put into effect when times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will, in order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. There's four truths in this, and I'll just read these this time, okay? I am brought under the headship of Jesus Christ. I am joined to the body of Christ. I am to align to the purpose and plan of God for my life. And I have destiny that God has called me to live in. Not just to talk about, but to live in. There's a, just a powerful a release in that area. Okay, we still good? Say verse 13. Okay, I love this. 13 and 14 is, gonna, is some good stuff here. Has some, uh, I've had some encounters with this scripture that's transforming into the image of Jesus. So verse 13, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the, ga- the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, right? How many know that's authority there? Who is deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to praise of his glory. Now, the New Spirit-filled Life Bible study, uh, Truth and Action uh, section says this. Trust and believe in Jesus. When you believe him, you are sealed. Say sealed. With the Holy Spirit. Understand that this is a mark of God's ownership of you, which brings you under his protection. Say protection. And covering. Covering. We prayed into that this morning about protection and covering and safety, right? The Spirit is a down payment of the full inheritance to come. I want to also look at uh, Ephesians 1.14 in the Passion Translation here. He is given to us like an engagement ring is given to a bride. As the first installment um, of what's coming. He is our hope promise of a future inheritance which seals us until we have all redemptions, promises, and experience complete freedom. All for the supreme glory and honor of God. And the last two truths here. I am marked as belonging to God by the Holy Spirit. I am sealed by the Spirit of God. So there's a lot of truth in there, right? We had our Bible track shoes on there. We went there. We're through that. There's a lot there. I want to share a few things here. In February of 2005, uh, just a few years ago, right? 
like 18. Who's counting though? Um, I was on a nine, uh, I was day nine of a 40 day fast, right? How many like fasting? Now it should be called slowing, right? And I learned when you fast, it's not supposed to be a hunger, hungry strike, right? You, you fast in the spirit, right? But anyhow, the Holy Spirit gained, began to deal with me with the un, unhealthy vow I made uh, four years ago, which I didn't even realize. And um, so I had to pull out the Bright Bible Dictionary. You guys ever read that dictionary? I haven't pulled that out in a while, so. But the unhealthy vow is a commitment you make uh, to God, to someone or something that is not biblical or God didn't ask you to do that. You did it to avoid pain, out of a fear of being disconnected, or simply a lack of understanding. These are all forms of self-protection, bitter root judgments, and lies that one establishes in their lifestyle so they don't get hurt again. Sometimes this can be done without even realizing it after a traumatic or a joyful moment that occurs in our lives. Okay? Amen. So, Two friends of me at this time were doing some ministry with me, uh, and uh, some, it was a uh, 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 spiritual formation ministry. And as they were doing this, uh, the unhealthy vow came up. I didn't realize I made. And uh, so, and so I made a lifetime vow to serve this particular leader out of a fear and be disconnected to my call. I thought I was doing this out of purity until the Holy Spirit revealed my motive. Isn't it wonderful when the Holy Spirit reveals your motive? <laughs> Jeez. And I put my trust in this individual more than God, okay? First, putting my trust in, in this individual more than God was not biblical, right? <laughs> and second, God didn't ask me to do a lifetime commitment to serve this particular leader. And because uh, I did it in a joyful minute, uh, moment, you know, after a, a mission trip. And uh, so I repented. How many know repentance is a good thing with unhealthy vows, Right. Gosh, so thankful for the blood. I repented and renounced and received emotional healing. And I'll never forget how Jesus came to me in this vision. He's holding these big shears, right? And he cut the silver cord I had after I repented this un with this unhealthy uh, vow I made of this person, and it just shriveled and disappeared. It was instant freedom. And then Jesus spoke to me, Ecclesiastes 5.5, 5, it's better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. Then the Holy Spirit said, you belong to me. What a freeing statement. I want you to hear the Lord say that to you. You belong to me. So I've grown into this truth for the last 18 years of what it means that I belong to Jesus. I'm his. I put my trust in him. And since this time, my desire to be intimate with believers and community has increased because I believe I belong to Jesus, right? So eight months after Jesus set me free, I was still free in this place. I mean, it's important to stay free after you get free, right? Uh, and then I was sent by the Holy Spirit to serve another ministry. So staying uh, free released me into my destiny and positioning with the people I'm called to do that with. Thank you, Jesus, for freedom, right? So our freedom in Christ sets other people free in Christ, right? It makes us whole. How many people want to be made whole in Christ? First Thessalonians 5.23, may the Spirit of the Lord, right, uh, sanctify me in my spirit and soul and body. That there's a there's a move of the Holy Spirit down in uh, Alabama, Damon Homestead, and uh, and what's happening now. There's there there the people that are a part of this are being made whole in Christ, and that's what He's doing in that place. So, and I think He's doing that around the world right now. But what does it look like for our lives to be whole in Christ? Um, so I believe one of the main purposes in the last five years, guys remember anything in the last five years? 
few things have happened, right? But I believe one of the main purposes of the Holy Spirit the last five years is Revelation 19. It is to prepare us and make the bride ready. It is the government of God being established in and on us as believers. It is for us to be transformed into his image so we can reform the places God is calling us to reform. How many know we can't reform areas we are called to reform unless we are forged in the fire of the Holy Spirit. Ethan was praying in that this morning, right? Unless we're forged in the fire of the Holy Spirit or shaped by the gentle, loving hands of the potter, the lion and the lamb, right? So so in this, I, I just want us to... So it, anything in us and is not of him, he desires to dissolve out of us, right? How many know he wants clean water and clean pipes, right? As Chris Gore would say. But I want you to repeat this after me, or actually just... Uh, yeah, you can repeat this. Let's do this. I give permission for the Holy Spirit to forge me in his fire. I give permission for the gentle, loving hands of the potter to shape me. The hand in hand with Cana's prayer, like Cana was talking about this morning, right? That there's a gentleness of the Lord, but there's also authority in the boldness of the Lord. And so I want you to just, uh, you having fun yet? All right. Uh, I got some questions I just want to release here. And if the shoe fits, great. But if you're all cleaned up and good, praise God, right? Praise God. Here's the first question. I want to ask, say, I'll just say, Holy Spirit, reveal any honey, unhealthy vow in my life that you want to remove. And now just go to the Lord and look to him and ask him and see what he does. It could come in form of a scripture or a memory or something that the Holy Spirit, let him do the work here. And if something begins to pop in your head, and I think some of you begin to think about some situations, let the Lord minister in that place. I'm not going to ask you to share this because I know there's some personal things that the Lord wants to release in our lives. Take another minute, just soak in that area, and I'll go to the second question. All right, the second question. Holy Spirit, show me how to repent of this unhealthy vow. Mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Third question, Holy Spirit, how does Jesus want to destroy this unhealthy vow? All right, and the fourth one, this is my favorite one. This is like the victory, right? We heard that in prayer this morning. What was the victory? What did Dave read? The victory about your devotionals this morning? Victory, Dave? <laughs> Are you not paying attention? <laughs> Are you messing with me? <laughs> and the Oswald Chamber, what did you say about the victory? What was it? The victory trophies? Is it trophies of victory. Yeah, so this is the truth of your victories, right? And uh, so, Holy Spirit, what truth does Jesus want to, to fill in that place? And, uh, and if you want to put the 10 truths up there, what I just went over, whatever one the Holy Spirit fills, or several of them, that is a scripture that God wants you to become and to encounter and to renew our mind within this season. I have several of them that I'm aligning and still growing in that I belong to God, marked by the Holy Spirit. I'm sealed by the Spirit of God. So let's take some time with the Lord. I feel like just to give, I want to give three to five minutes here to allow the Spirit of God to have a father and son time, to have a father and daughter time here with the Lord.
and just talk about this truth and let it begin to renew your mind. And these are scriptures that God wants us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind in this season. And if you're good, then that's awesome. So take another two minutes and just let the truth sink in and allow Jesus to minister to here by the power of the Holy Spirit. Experience the Father's love now. Trophies of victory because of the blood. One more minute. Mm. Yes, Lord. Now to continue in this place here, okay, how many received some truths that you can probably renew your mind with? Some some Holy Spirit highlighted to raise your raise your right hand if you had some truths. Okay. So there's ones that have received some truths to renew your mind with, and we're gonna continue just to stay in this place. How- Thanks for listening. For more information, check out our website at EncounterJesusChurch.com. Blessings.